0: Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Town Show. This is Coach Andrew with Coach Austin, and we are back for a second episode of the Two Minute Drill. If you guys missed the first one, make sure you guys check that out. This is the remainder of the questions that we had. We only got a couple added to the list, but basically the goal is to answer your questions in under two minutes or less. We're gonna set a 20 minute clock and see how many questions we can get through in 20 minutes. So we're we're gonna alternate questions. Austin's gonna go first. All right, before
1: we get started, I want to clear up something. Last episode, I said my favorite cereal um, was Chex Mix. (laughs) We're still on that? (laughs) We're still on that because I've got a lot of hate from it, all right? It was Chex. I also like Chex Mix, but the cereal is just called Chex. Honey Nut Chex. Honey Nut Chex. (laughs) Chex. All right, now we're ready. Three, two, one, and go. Okay, favorite alcoholic beverage that doesn't punch your calories for the day right in the face?
0: I'll start by saying I haven't had any alcohol in about (laughs) 60 days now, and I don't know when I will again. I'm not saying I won't ever drink again, but when I was drinking consistently, some of my favorites, I mean, the obvious ones are going to be things like clear liquors that are mixed with something that doesn't have any additional calories or sugar. Um, You know, when I think about drinking alcohol, the one thing I've learned over the years is that it's not so much the alcohol but it's usually the sugar and the mixers that do the most damage. So that's just something I would consider. So my one of my favorites was Moscow Mule, which was tequila, uh, lime, and then I would usually mix it with um, a lot of seltzer. My favorite was the watermelon, uh, waterloose seltzer, and then a little bit of ginger beer. And the ginger beer has sugar, so that's what you want to minimize. Um, that was my go-to. I wouldn't say that's the best drink. Obviously, if you want to do vodka soda, that's super easy and then i think most of the seltzers out there like the white claw category of drinks is pretty good i think there's a brand called high noon i believe that has like better quality ingredients and is still really low calorie one thing you'll notice on those is that they don't they give you kind of a false calorie number i believe it is um where they say it's like either like zero calories and uh, but it has so so uh, such an, an amount of carbs in it, or vice versa. I forget what it is, but basically, they're not counting the calories of the alcohol or they're not counting the carbs of the alcohol appropriately. So, just make sure if you are going to have those seltzers, you factor in that it is, it is calories and carbs in those. It's impossible to have any type of liquor or, or um, alcoholic drink without having that.
1: Yeah, I have nothing to add. I have a <laughs> drink, I don't drink, I like sweet tea. But that'll punch your calories right in the face. Yeah, don't mix that with with <laughs> alcohol. That would, that would be terrible.
0: <laughs> that would not fit the uh, the low sugar guideline. All right, what are your top three social media nutritional sources of solid info? It doesn't have to be nutrition, but look, if you have nutrition, you
1: um, yeah. I I wrote these down. I cheated on this one. Um, RP Strength, um, Renaissance Periodization. I love everything and basically all the people that work for them. I love all the information that they're putting out. Um, there's another brand who's also... They're kind of friends, like the two people that own these companies. Um, Revive Strong is another one. And then I really think this place called Fit Town Jupiter releases <laughs> some really good nutrition stuff. The nutrition worker is pretty hot too, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Slip that in there. Slip that in there, yeah. Um, my favorite's Optimized Nutrition, I think it is. It's run by E.C. Sinkowski, and she's got a great framework. She talks a lot about simplifying nutrition. I think she's got a great balance of food quality and food quantity, Um, You know, you see a lot of just controversial stuff in the nutrition space. And I think people, people often like, like in, in many areas, they try to counterbalance someone who's on one side of Mm -hmm. the spectrum by being on the opposite side of spectrum. And I think that she does a great job of having a, a something to bring to the table, having a perspective, but it's very balanced and it's not on you know, both far ends of the equation. Yeah,
1: I think that's why I like RP Strength um, the most as far as like following what they put out is, they're, they're the exact same way. Um, now, they do work with athletes and some professional athletes, but for the most part, their, their clientele is not professional. They're just everyday people who need to make small changes yeah. um, to eventually get bigger results. All right, you ready? Yeah. What is this <laughs> to, to stay on this, what is the silliest diet trend um, you or a client has ever
0: tried? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think, okay, let's go with, let's go with juice cleanses as the silliest. (laughs) I've never tried them, but, um, I had a conversation, one of the members had asked about this the other day, and I think we have the idea of cleansing all wrong. Um, I think if someone wants to do a cleanse, they need to get sugar and potentially try something like fasting, to like cleanse their body, like give your body a break from sugar and maybe food in general, if you wanna treat it like a cleanse. Whereas a juice diet, you're just adding a lot more sugar into your system. So I don't see that as a cleanse at all. Um, I've never tried it before. I would say the silliest thing that I ever did was just trying to go like low fat, low calorie. And I think that's one that's probably even more common that I think is really silly because you just end up screwing up your metabolism, screwing up your hormones. Um, and I did that when I was like really young and had no knowledge of nutrition and it was not really beneficial for me. I mean, even, even in terms of the, the pure weight loss sense.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I wasn't going to like say anything in like particular. I was just going to say really any diet that just makes something look bad or evil in a way is, kind of silly in my opinion, like diets that just cut out whole food groups mm-hmm. for random reasons. Um, not that they can't be beneficial for someone out there, but to say that that's what everyone needs to do is
0: silly. Yeah, you have to have a really specific purpose. I, I think keto is the best example where keto could be beneficial for the right person, mm-hmm. um, but almost 99% of the time in our context of someone who's doing intense workouts, it's, it's almost not mm-hmm. the right fit. What's the favorite part of your job and least favorite part of your job? Oh,
1: man. Favorite part of my job. Well, I love my job, so I should have a lot of things off the top of my head. I'm sitting right here. Andrew. Andrew's my favorite part. Um, No, I mean, I feel like the obvious one is coaching. Um, If I didn't love coaching, I wouldn't be here, obviously. Um, Now that my roles have shifted slightly... um, I really like working with our coaches as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been really fun for me. Um, so, yeah, that's, I guess that's the same thing, coaching. I, I would have to say it's just coaching overall is my favorite part of my job. Um,
0: my least favorite. Here, I'll go I'll go. With my favorite. Okay. So my favorite is, uh, I mean, I have a lot of things I like. Coaching I still really enjoy. I like the content side. I love doing these podcasts, um, and I love being able to, to share and coach with more people at once which we can do on these podcasts. So I really enjoy that aspect. Okay, so I thought of it already.
1: Um, I said coaching was my favorite, but then there's also parts of coaching that are not my favorite. And for me, personality-wise, having tough conversations with members or even with our coaching staff is not that fun. Totally necessary as a coach, not that fun. Um, So yeah, I would say that's my least favorite.
0: (laughs) Yeah, my least favorite is, I don't know, any type of busy work. That i don't feel like is the best use of my time it's hard to pinpoint one thing but just stuff that does not feel like uh, i'm making an impact
1: yeah that's fair all right um because you're so busy do you have a great life hack
0: that you've recently learned man this is such a good question (laughs) i feel like i have so many um i'll just go with things that are just like popping into my head so uh two life hacks that I have. One is to eat more veggies. One is to drink more water. So for veggies, my life hack is the, I think it's good foods brand, queso or buffalo dip, which is actually a dip made of mostly veggies that I dip veggies into. And that single purchase that I make every week significantly increases my... Enjoyment eating vegetables and the amount of vegetables that I eat each week. So that's at Sprouts. That's at uh, Publix as well. I don't think it's at Whole Foods though. Um, so that dips amazing. And then for water and hydration, I will often mix uh, some amount of seltzer in with my water, plain water, to make it taste better. Not adding add any additional calories or even sweeteners or anything. It's just you know natural flavors, who knows what's in that. That could be its own two minute drill question. What do you think natural <laughs> flavors are? Um, but I, use, I like Waterloo seltzers and I'll just pour a little bit of that. Um, I use an electrolyte drop and it makes my water so much more enjoyable. I feel better when I drink it and I drink a lot more of it. I don't know if this is a hack or a
1: just a mindset shift that I've had recently, but for a while I feel like working out to me was starting to become like a hobby. Like I started treating it like a hobby. And when you get busy, hobbies usually get left out. Um, So I would catch myself like getting busy with work or getting busy with something and be like, oh, I can't work out today. So what I did was change my mindset on that. Working out became something that I get to do and that I need to do um, at least five times a week. And then I actually got a hobby or something else to do, which I just picked up golf. You can pick up literally anything else, but separating those like has helped a lot. I don't don't know why. Um, I don't know if that's a hack, but helped me so it'll cool. help you
0: what's your favorite candy that does not involve chocolate this is so hard because
1: i can't even think of candy that doesn't involve chocolate that i enjoy i would have said anything with chocolate if you just said candy well, well give us um, a chocolate
0: one give us give us one or oh two.
1: my my favorite candy that involves chocolate is um the cookies and cream hershey's bars okay and it's not even close um without chocolate though
0: white chocolate i guess we'll give you that okay cool i'm (laughs) Uh, out i'm out (laughs) so my my favorite non-chocolate which i'm also a big chocolate person i was thinking like twizzlers gummy bears or maybe like a sour patch kid and every once in a while we live within walking distance of 7-eleven i will walk to 7-eleven and get one of those like rare occasion um and that leads into the other question is when you grocery shop do you hope you don't run into someone from the gym because they know we're going to check your car? And that, I, my answer to that is only at 7-Eleven because I'm getting that <laughs> random like Twizzlers or gummy bears or something.
1: No, I, I, I've i I've never been like scared because of what's in my cart. I've been scared because I'm like, oh, what am I wearing? Maybe, but not <laughs> like, like, oh man, they're going to judge me for what's in my cart. I'll, you can look at my cart. Um, I'll always grab some treat just to like, Usually for me, it's like, uh, we go to Sprouts like 99% of the time. And right when you walk in, they have like, of course, the little bakery section. I'll always grab one of the cookies. So that'll always be in my cart. But besides that, not really scared. Of yeah. I never feel bad
0: about what's in my cart. Yeah. Even if I have a lot of junk, I still have a lot of really good stuff in there that, and even if I did, it's, you know, it'd be a re- there'd be a specific reason. We're having a party or something yeah. that I would have that stuff for. So, yeah.
1: Nope. Would not be scared. All right next one okay i i already kind of partially answered this online but we're going to answer it on here too if all the coaches were on a level playing field as far as strength athleticism fitness level goes who do you think would be the best in a workout
0: based off grit alone um i think yeah i think it's tony or mo um tony definitely i would say takes on the most pain on a consistent basis and continues to work through it (laughs) Now, with that being said, I think Mo, because she always has a smile on her face, might be in more pain or might be working harder based on her ability level, yeah. but just not appear to be in as much pain as Tony does. Yeah. So, you know, not necessarily—it's not always the, the outward-facing thing that makes a difference.
1: Yeah, I said online, uh, Tony, Mo, or Danielle, and because there's literally no way to potentially test this, I—that's as far as I can get. Yeah. Of those three. It's all speculation yeah. at this point.
0: <laughs> The, the real answer is it wouldn't be either of It awesome wouldn't be me, no. And that's all you need to know. Heck no. Um, what's your favorite thing about your wife? Um, this is an
1: inside joke, so I'm just going to leave it at the inside joke. And it, it's that she's a great mom and that she's sexy.
0: That's it. <laughs> it doesn't sound like an inside joke, but... <laughs> She'll get it. Um, my favorite thing about my wife is that she always pushes me and us to be better and uh, yeah there's no if ever if ever I'm getting complacent in any way um, she's great about helping to push me in a good direction and that's not always like her getting on my case Um, you know it's not a bad way but she just you know sometimes it's just she's inspiring me like right now with her work and what she's doing Uh, she just inspires me to to do more.
1: Yeah, because you're lazy. I get it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, to follow that up, Uh, do you like Schitt's Creek? I have watched a couple of episodes as Nikki's been watching it, and it's okay. Maybe I haven't watched enough to get into it. Um, Hasn't caught my attention yet. I've never watched it, so. Yeah, I, I really like about four shows ever, like The Office, Entourage, Shark Tank, um, I don't know. What do you got? What are your, your top shows? Uh, we, Shark
1: Tank all the time. Um, Jeopardy <laughs> is like, by far number one show. And then as far as like series goes, really only two that I've really gotten into ever are um, Dexter, which is coming back, which is exciting, and Ozark, which is also coming back. And Ozark's funny because that's where Danielle and I are from. So yeah. they do a pretty good job, even though I think it's filmed in Georgia. They do a pretty good job of making it seem like Look at the
0: Ozarks in Missouri. (laughs) Suits is another one of my my favorite shows that I've watched a bunch. Um, What's your go-to music to get you pumped?
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I like country music, so... I I don't really listen to music that often, but if I do, besides what's in the gym, I listen to country music. Honestly, music doesn't really pump me up (laughs) that much, so... If I'm in the car, it's probably like an Audible or a podcast. I'm kind of boring, but yeah the same music that i like
0: in any situation is the same music that gets me pumped so if i like a song it doesn't matter if it's a slow song a fast song it gets me pumped to like work out or compete or whatever like if it just gets like my energy going in a positive way i like it so uh right now it's like the hamilton playlist <laughs> sadly uh, we, we Yeah, because our kids are into that, too, so it's something that we can play at any time of the day. So That's me hilarious. and Mickey both like it, and I could work out to really any of those songs regardless of beat or speed or style, which is pretty sad. That's hilarious. <laughs> I did watch him dancing to that
1: on Instagram. Okay, um, what is one thing you've done in the past year that you are the most proud of? This might be a tough one. Um... <laughs>
0: So I did a couple things in the past year that, I don't know if I would nail one specifically, but just starting to do things that would get me to kind of go within a little bit more and be a little bit more open-minded. So the two things that jump out to me is that, or actually three things, We did I did a course called Training Camp for the Soul, which was like a personal development st- uh, course that focused a lot on just like, I guess they call it like inner child work, and just the patterns you run that you don't really know that you run. Um, so being open to doing something like that, and then that led into doing conscious leadership coaching with Tony. And I would say the most proud thing, if I really were to nail it down, is the progress that Tony and I have made in our personal relationship. And then recently have started going to church every week since Easter, and never went to church more than Christmas and Easter prior to that. and. I don't know if there's any kind of result I would say that's specifically come about from that, but just being open to those things is the thing that I'm most proud about. I had a kid this year. So, <laughs> All right, easy, you easy answer for me. Yeah. You win. <laughs> how has the Enneagram helped you? This, this question has helped you in your relationships, but how has it helped you so far? And if you want to give a brief rundown on what the Enneagram is. Um, okay so
1: enneagram is a personality type um i guess you would call it a quiz exam um a bunch of different questions that kind of label sounds terrible but kind of labels you into a number based off of the answers that you gave um it'll usually give you like your top like three ish um you're most aligned with and then usually you have like one north star um based off those answers um there can be some inconsistencies and all that but just based off that um the thing that I've I've learned the most from it so far is just <laughs> when you get into a, um, I guess, below the line situation, there's certain ways that you react just by habits you've created or routines you've been in or just things that have happened in your past that have kind of shaped you and molded you into this way. Um, so if it's done anything to this point, which we're still very green on it, I would say it's just it's allowed me the freedom to like slow down for a second. I think, and even my number, my number number six, by the way, I think my number is known for just jumping the gun on some things. Mm -hmm. Um, The loyal skeptic is is what it's called. And, or at least what the number six is called. And I think for me, just knowing that and knowing the patterns I would typically fall into, um, and I can kind of feel it coming on now, just like pause for a second, figure out what I should actually say, how I should actually react and then react instead of just, reacting, which is, is the pattern I would typically fall into
0: or would fall into previously. Yeah. Where this has helped me out the most is, is understanding those patterns and then being able to have self-awareness enough to bring the elements of those patterns into a conversation with specifically Nikki or Tony to say, Hey, I'm feeling a certain way. I'm thinking a certain way. I don't know how much of this is attributed to just my pattern or this moment, um, and then giving, putting the ball into their court to give me feedback. So it's opened me up to more feedback and collaboration as opposed to thinking need, things need to look a certain way or thinking because I'm feeling a certain way that that is the truth of the situation and, and being able to recognize that that's my truth in this moment, but it may not be the truth of the situation. All right, I think this is our last one besides some really funny ones we can run through in a minute.
1: Um, what have you changed about your coaching, if anything, based on the feedback that you've gotten from the team, our coworkers' team?
0: Uh, for me, it's simplify. I try to pack a lot into a lesson plan. I've tried to over deliver on value, so it's just trying to simplify my coaching and not fit as much into the hour.
1: I answered this one online, I said I, I don't listen to anyone on our team so whatever they tell me is probably not useful and I just forget it. Uh, but in all honesty, um, a lot, I've, I've changed a lot. Like I, I don't think, uh, shut this timer off real quick. I think it would be hard sometimes for someone who's just a member to see like what all goes into one class. Like They understand the experience of the class, they understand the workouts and there's obviously planning and things that needed to go into that. but There's so many little small things that we do um, as coaches that, for the most part, um, would go unnoticed, I feel like, if you're just working out. Mm -hmm. Um, So little things like the way that you praise someone. Um, I think the last evaluation I got when we did it was, you know, one of the things I could work on is being more, I guess, not aggressive. Aggressive is not the right word, but letting them know more clearly. Yeah, more expressive on... um, how well they did um when i asked them to do something so if it was like someone deadlifting they that around it back and i gave them a cue and it corrected letting them know that that happened um, and i think for me previously i could have just been like that was great do it again or now i can give them a lot more energy put into that and then they realize it and then hopefully that's a movement pattern that kind of sticks so i think it's just really small details that honestly most people wouldn't notice but at the end of the day, it makes a really big impact um, if, if done well. So, yeah. Cool.
0: Do you have any others or you want to wrap it up there? We can go rapid fire on these really fast ones okay. if you want. Boxes or okay. briefs? Uh, briefs are like I get uh, uh, yeah, the same American <laughs> Eagle briefs that are kind of like stretchy.
1: I do neither. I have like the like, spandexy type, like more athletic type underwear.
0: Yeah, I think that's the same thing I get. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I would like the
1: kind you'd wear for baseball is the kind I wear every single day. Yeah, kind of like
0: that, but not as tight. Okay. That, that's what I'd pick.
1: Uh,
0: okay, cool. Do you have more questions? Sure. Or?
1: Will Tim Tebow be a success this year?
0: Uh, success meaning he contributes <laughs> somewhere on the field at some point? Yes. I mean... Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be too much more than that. Yeah, I, I was thinking, like, if you guys know football, Taysom Hill for the Saints
1: was a tight end, and he kind of did everything. I was like, maybe he could be that. Yeah, if the a- bar
0: set at Taysom Hill, I think he will be 30 yeah. to 50% of that.
1: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. He's been out of football for so long. As a leader, hey, he might be really good. Um, favorite, favorite movement? Cleans. 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 Uh, I would actually probably now also go clean.
0: Uh, least favorite movement? Ooh, I don't really have any anymore. Um, Maybe a box jump? Box jump, okay. That's interesting. Like in a workout, like high rep box jumps. Yeah. um,
1: I think for me, I feel like I'd have to say it the same way too, because I don't mind movements, but just depending on the context, I don't really like back squatting that much.
0: Oh, that's weird. I love back squatting. (laughs) squatting. I would say high volume ski or high volume box jumps. If I have to do a lot of those in a workout.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Do you enjoy seeing members suffer? I don't really get a lot of enjoyment out of it, honestly. I know there's definitely coaches that do. I don't really get a lot of enjoyment out of it. I I enjoy seeing people push themselves and push harder than they ever have, but not suffering, no.
1: Yeah, I, I don't... I wouldn't say I enjoy it. I do think it's funny sometimes, like how they overreact, overreact on what a workout actually does to them, which does make me laugh and probably makes me have a smile on my face. And probably people probably think I'm like weird and enjoy it. So I guess to an extent I, I do, um, but not just because you're suffering. <laughs> um, all right. Last one on a scale of one to LMAO.
0: How much do you enjoy programming a workout that you know is going to hurt? Yeah, I would say it's same as the suffering. I don't really, uh, I'd rather make something effective Yeah. And, and also, it will hurt in, in an effort to be effective sometimes, or often. But, yeah, I prefer to be effective over hard.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Um, I, literally, anyone can write a really hard workout. It's like the easiest thing to do. You could just write 50 yeah. calories on the Assault Bike for time, and that's yeah. going to be... More reps, more time, more weight, more complexity. Yeah. You know,
0: it's it's pretty easy. So, so
1: no, I I, I don't enjoy programming a workout that I know will be hard. I know some will be hard, but... I like trying to make it fit within like the week, the month, the, the block that we're working in better. Um, at least that's where I find the joy. Um, but going back to the other one, yeah, I think it's funny when I see people overreacting to a certain workout. Of course,
0: I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, that was it for the two-minute drill. We'll ask for more questions in the future. We'll do another one of these down the road. Thank you guys for submitting questions, and thanks for joining us as always. We'll see you on the next one.